0: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Flashbank Podcast. This is episode eight. My name is John Ariza, your host. And uh, today we have, uh, we have Jared Rodriguez. This is going to be Jared's uh, first appearance on the Flashbank Podcast. And Jared is the, uh, he's got a new title with uh, our company, he's a partner engagement manager. And uh, then we'll be talking with Joe Astabiza. Joseph is the executive vice president of West Coast operations. For FlashBank, and so let's uh, let's jump right in here with uh, with Jared. Jared, welcome to the FlashBank podcast. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me on. I've uh, been a long time listener, and uh, first time on here, it's really exciting <laughs> to be here.
0: <laughs> no, we're very happy to have you here, Jared. And uh, you bring uh, to the company a-, a wealth of knowledge in uh, merchant servicing. Uh, Thank you for being part of our growth with FlashBank and everything that you contribute to to the company.
1: Well, first of all, it's just a pleasure to be here. I am so I'm so happy to be at FlashBank. Um, it was uh, just amazing to even find it, or for FlashBank to find me, I should say. And uh, I think it was a match made in heaven because uh, it's been great since day one. So it's more like, thank you for welcoming me into the FlashBank family.
0: Oh, you're welcome, Jared. Well, you know, we're all, we're all friends here and uh, kind of a family in nature. Uh, this is all good to have you here. So Jared, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you wound up here at Flashbang. How, how did it all begin here for you? And, and, and tell us uh, about your background in merchant services.
1: Well, it started, let's see, 32 years ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it honestly started um, as kind of a, kind of close to similar to how you and a lot of us ended up here. Uh, like you mentioned, we all worked for the sa- uh, same company. So I was uh, there. I got brought on there uh, by actually, I believe, one of your old bosses. Uh, he actually... Um, introduced me to our old company, and then they ended up hiring me over for tech support and stayed over there, had a, you know, got involved in tech support and then moved up to sales training, yada, 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 and they decided to close that branch in the California office, and so as I was uh, thinking about what I was going to do, um, one of our cohorts here at Flashbank, um, Daniel Argetta, mentioned uh, that he had just recently uh, applied at Flashbank and he loved it and loved everything that they stood for and uh, said that they were looking for another person to bring on board, that they were a growing company um, and threw my name out there and a bunch of people that I knew uh, also threw my name out there. So I came in and um, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a match made in heaven. Immediately I felt at home and uh, was able to uh, start off as an assistant sales director here under one of the, one of the sales directors and was able to use my um, background in technology because at our old company, like I said, I, I ran the the tech support department. I was one of the leads over there, did quality assurance and um, kind of used that as a jumping off point to grow my skills in the sales department and, uh, learn from all of you guys literally, um, got to learn from, from Joe, from Dan, from Daniel, from you, um, and just kind of just envelop and grow, uh, my skill base as much as possible. And so that turned into, uh, what I am today, which is a partner engagement manager, and, well, uh, tell us about
0: that Tell us about you know yeah. what what is a partner engagement manager This is a new title that uh, you've assumed <laughs> here with the company and uh, and what exactly is that title?
1: Yeah so basically I am kind of like I'd say I'm all around I have my hand in everything and uh, that's kind of like what I'm great at. I love having uh, no I love having knowledge like that's always been my biggest thing is, learning as much as possible. And so this position uh, allows me to do that and then to pass my knowledge off to other people. And so I'm kind of, I'd say I'm kind of uh, the middle person between what uh, the talent acquisition team does and what the sales directors do. So I'm the middle person between that. Uh, I work with the VP, uh, Michael. uh, So I work closely with him. Yes. (laughs) So uh, shout out to him. And uh, I work uh, closely with him to get stuff done, certain projects. Uh, We're working on rebuilding. Well, we work on sales hood. So we're rebuilding it right now to get it up and running. It is up and running, but uh, we're redoing it with new content to make sure that it uh, flows even better than it is now. Uh, We're also uh, responsible for onboarding calls, which uh, starts today. Uh, And that'll be for new recruits who are coming in, um, as well as various other projects that get assigned to me. And uh, I also help out with any outstanding issues that might come up if there's any agents that need assistance. So like I said, I am all over the place. So a partner engagement manager is really just engaging everyone and making sure that everyone's as happy as possible. And
0: that's, uh, that's my role, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great, Jared. And, uh, you know, in, in that title and uh, in what you do with the company, it, uh, it just helps us uh, flow. You mentioned uh, saleshood, our training community. We'll get to that in just a little bit here. But, you know, you no doubt have seen uh, plenty of success stories during your time in sales. But, uh, you know, you've seen some failures as well. That's, uh, you know, what we're going to be talking about today is the failure and success in sales, which happens. It's an inherent thing that... Uh, when you're in sales, you're going to see a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of peaks and valleys and stuff. But uh, what are, in in your opinion here, uh, what you've seen through your years uh, in merchant services here, Jared? Uh, what are um, what are the most common reasons why some sales agents they fail?
1: You know, Johnny, I'm going to use my title a little bit to explain that. Um, one of the biggest reasons is engagement. Um, unfortunately, a lot of agents that I see fail are the fact that they're, they're really not engaged with their merchants. The most successful people I've seen get engaged. Uh, they're there from day one with their merchants throughout the rest of their time. They earn those merchants trust. And so the ones, the agents that I see that unfortunately fail and, you know, don't do as well as the most successful ones, they are the ones that aren't fully engaged that don't take the time to not only just learn their merchants but learn the process and learn you know the new technology that's out there we're a tech company you know all of this is all tech based and it's constantly changing and so the ones that are successful are the ones that keep up with the industry trends and the ones who aren't are the ones who don't and you know they're always you know either telling old stuff or they just kind of are there to set up a merchant and then they're gone and then that merchant unfortunately never hears from them again and that's some of the biggest reasons I see for failure unfortunately is when a agent is not engaged with their merchant and is just kind of there to collect a paycheck and move on you can do that, but you won't be very successful. Unfortunately, this is it. This is an industry that requires you to be all in. Uh, And that, that means with everything. And if you want to succeed, you have to be all in, you have to be with your merchants, have to answer your phone. You have to uh, be readily available uh, for all the merchants that you sign up with. And so that will be, that will get you success. Um, and if you don't, if you ignore their calls, if you're you know just there, like hey, sign this paperwork. If you don't explain it properly, oh, that's one of the big ones, Johnny. If you don't explain like what they're doing and what they're signing properly, it unfortunately it's it's gonna backfire on them, and eventually it, it it's gonna lead to failure.
0: Well, there's no shortcuts, right? Oh, no shortcuts. And, and and some some people you know they try, but it it, it will it will backfire on them. So. Um, now, what would you say are some of the key qualities here, Jared, that uh, make the difference between a successful sales agent and one who ends up, you know, failing and quitting the industry?
1: Yeah. So, six the the key traits that I've noticed in successful sales agents are, like I've said, engagement, um, and that kind of broad, it's a it's a broad term, but it it really does show the difference between agents. Um, traits that I've seen is just things like. Following through, not just with the application, but with setting up the equipment, making sure the equipment works with the merchant, and then checking on the merchant periodically, basically just being there with that merchant through their entire time. Um, It's also, you know, learning the criteria for, you know, the credit card industry, how things change, being ready for that change, and how, how the agent handles change. Um, Really successful agents handle change really well because, like I said before, this industry changes all the time. And so with that, you have to be prepared to sometimes explain stuff. What I think back to is back in 2016 when the big change happened to EMV uh, and when EMV had to become a thing, when it was just, you know, it was like you have no option the best and most successful agents were the ones that told their merchants, Hey, you know, this is something that's in the industry. It's going to happen. You have to do it now. Let's, let's get it done now. Let's not wait until it's a big, you know, a bigger. What is
0: that? You, you mentioned EMB for somebody new listening. Um,
1: oh, for my podcast,
0: what is the EMB?
1: It's what the chip that? on the cards. Like we, we're all used to it now. It, it, it's the little chip that you insert now before 2016 we all used to swipe cards but you know now it's it's a lot more apparent to you know insert a card into a, into a credit card terminal than it is to swipe it and so before that you know we all swiped cards that was way more of a popular thing and so something like that that big change in the credit card industry the most successful agents were the ones that were like hey Let's get your terminal updated. Let's get it switched over. And let's make sure that you are ready to go and you're compliant with this credit card industry.
0: And what EMV so, stands for Euro MasterCard.
1: Yes, Euro MasterCard Visa. Yes. Um, so sorry about that. Yeah, I should have specified what it's you okay.
0: we're, we're, we're all here to learn, Jerry. <laughs> Since you're the uh, partner engagement manager, we. Right.
1: Um, but yeah, so I'm getting kind of off the, off the trail here, but what it is, is that those agents, the ones who handle the the stress, the best, and are able to pass it off to their merchants in a way that's not stressful will be successful. They will be able to, you know, maintain that level of, uh, stress with their agent or with their merchants and make sure that they don't overstress because an overstressed merchant, And an overstressed agent is a recipe for disaster. (laughs) It can lead to a lot of bad stuff, you know, and it it leads to anger and it's never a good recipe. So that it's keeping a calm demeanor. Um, That's what a successful agent does. It's knowing when to keep a calm demeanor. And when you do, I mean, you as an agent, There's times when you're going to need to step up and actually have to, you know, um, get a little not mean, but a little bit more aggressive when it comes to stuff that some stuff will happen, you know, but it doesn't happen all the time. And so that's what makes a successful agent is when they can tell the difference between that and they don't show it to their merchant that that will make all the difference.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Jared, what, what would you say uh, would be your best advice to people who uh, want to try sales, but they're afraid they're going to fail? This is uh, mainly geared to, you know, somebody that's new coming into the industry. Uh, what would be some of your advice, uh, you know, on, some, uh, uh, on sales and uh, what they think that maybe, uh, you know, something in the back of their mind that they may fail? How do you, how do you rope them back in?
1: Don't be afraid to fail. You have your director there that's going to help you when you fail. Um, we've all failed at some point in our lives, whether it was in merchant services or in other aspects in our lives. But failure is the best way to learn sometimes. And you don't have to be scared of it. But you'll you'll be successful as long as you learn from it. And that that's one of the key areas that you that agents can learn from is, you know, you're going to go out there, you might say the wrong thing to an agent or to a merchant at some point, And you're going to think back to yourself and like, man, I shouldn't have said that, but I guarantee you, if you learn from it, the next time you talk to another merchant, you're probably not going to say that thing that you may not, you should not have said to that merchant previously. So that's some of the best advice that I can give an agent who's out there. Just, you know, learn from your mistakes. If you get scared, lean on your director You know, directors are there as a a means for not just, you know, proposals and to, you know, get exceptions and equipment stuff. They're there for for their knowledge, you know. So if you're scared of something, if you're not sure how to close a deal, if you're, you know, nervous about this, you know, deal or this merchant, you're not sure, lean on your director, you know. Their director, They're trained and knowledgeable in this. They know how to conquer it. So it's okay to lean on someone. So that, especially new in the industry, don't be afraid to do that because you will succeed if you do that.
0: Sure. can you think of, um, of an example of somebody that uh, maybe from personal experience that you've been uh, dealing with that had that same kind of mindset that, uh, that they were going to, Deal with this? And uh, how did you uh, approach that uh, and, and rope them back in from somebody
1: that you can think of? Like an agent that was ready to quit? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, actually, so it was an agent that was originally assigned under um, my old director. Um, I, I worked with him. Uh, more than more than most, he was he was brand new to the industry, had no experience. His experience came from like cell phones and stuff like that. So he was you know as you know r- new and red as they can come. Um, and so he went in and bombed really bad on his first his first meeting with a merchant. Like everything that you're not supposed to do, he did. (laughs) He, um, He walked in with a stack of applications. He was like, let's sign here. He didn't explain it properly. He had the wrong rates. He didn't get, you know, he didn't wait to get a proposal. He did just everything you weren't supposed to do. And so when the merchant kicked him out, which was unfortunate, he was, you know, he called. The director didn't pick up, so it went to me. And I talked to him and I was like, you know, hey, what's going on? And he told me everything that happened. He was like, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm over it. I'm ready to go. This is, this is not for me. You know, I'm, you know, this is not, this is dumb. (laughs) I just can't do this. And so I talked to him and I told him exactly, you know, what I just told you, like, hey, let's learn from this. What can we learn? what did you do that maybe you shouldn't do next time? And so we went over it like, hey, maybe don't do this. Maybe try this differently. Maybe don't bring a stack of applications. You know, Just go and talk to him. Start a dialogue, an open conversation first. You know, Treat it like your business, because this is your business. And so we worked together. And I'll tell you, his second one went a lot better. He didn't get it, but it did go a lot better. And he walked out, he was like, you know what? Even though I didn't get it, it still went really, really well. And so it kind of got him excited. And so he kept trying. And I'll never forget when he got his first account. It was a cash discount account. And it was a bar. And they kind of knew him. And he went in. And he was so excited. Because, this. by the way, it took two months for him to close his first deal. So he kept trying. But he kept going. And then this bar was like, you know what? I like you. I like what you have to say. The rates were good. He waited to actually get the proposal and yeah, they they went with it and he got the application. Now he's under, um, he's under Daniel Argetta. Uh, shout out to him. And he's one of Daniel's heaviest hitters. He's uh, probably one of the high, like a great sales agent. He's what a wonderful amazing.
0: success story. What a great success story there, Jared. Yeah. You know, somebody that uh, had um, you know apprehension at first, they thought they were going to fail, and then they succeeded in sales. I mean, this is all so good, it's all so remarkable. But, Jared, hey, great information you gave to us, and this is your first appearance on the uh, Flashbank podcast, and we're going to have you back on again. Okay, I, thank so, you, Jared. Thank you again for, for being uh, on today's episode of the Flashbank podcast. We're going to take a short break, we'll be right back with our Executive Vice President of West Coast Operations, Joseph Astabiza, and we'll be right back.
2: Flashbank.com
0: has everything you need to jumpstart your career in sales. Check out our blog for new sales tips every month or browse our payments devices under Solutions. Head to Flashbank.com today. So uh, we've got uh, Joe Astabiza and uh, Joseph is uh, making a return visit to the Flashbank podcast again. And Joe is the executive vice president of West Coast Operations for Flashbank. And Joe, welcome back to the, to the broadcast here.
2: Thanks a lot, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Well,
0: you know, we're going to be talking today, Joe, about uh, the importance of following up with uh, the sales prospects and, in sales, as you well know, you often hear people talk about uh, following up and uh, and some of the you know the contact that you make with the sales prospect. You know, following you know you're out there you're talking with the, uh, the merchant and you're doing your your presentation, your introduction, and you know why is it important uh, for a uh, a sales agent in in the beginning to of their sales pitch to uh, start thinking about you know following up with that uh, with that prospective
2: merchant? Well, you know, I mean. Just like anything, right? Consistency is key. You got to be consistent, and uh, you know you're trying to be an advocate of their business, and you're trying to be a proponent of the community, helping people out. So you got to put yourself out there, right? It's all about brand awareness, um, knowing who you are, the services that you represent, and if you're not being consistent, um, you just let let stuff you know float wayside. Obviously, it's it's not going to benefit you, and um, you know, like we always say, this is. This business not cut out for everybody, but one of the biggest things that you have to have is, one, uh, a rhino skin, um, making sure that you're able to, to you know, rebuttal and handle uh, any kind of rejection. But mo- most importantly, it is just being consistent and follow up. Um, you know, you, I mean, you're never going to turn a stone if um, you're not being consistent. You're not trying to follow up with your merchants, period.
0: You know, we were talking with Jared about, uh, you know, the successes and uh, you know the failures of uh of, uh, new agents when they're coming into, uh, into flashback as a, uh, as a new agent of ours, but, uh, you know, following up that that's an important thing. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, some people, they forget uh, how important it really is, but that's a, that's a key component of sales, would you say?
2: Absolutely. A thousand percent, you know, I mean, if, uh, you're, you're just running yourself, you know, rampant and you're just going out and touching people and, and there's no follow-up. You know what gives, right? I mean, uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to solidify a business relationship. You know, and uh, you always got to make sure you're in the forefront of that, and you know, making sure that you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, you're you're making uh, touch contacts, and uh, you know, you're trying to make sure that you have a shoe for every foot, and and let people know that you're there uh, to 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 make sure that you're there to help them uh, grow their business exponentially. You know, and if you're not doing that, you're not doing yourself justice.
0: Well, it's all in in line with uh, with uh, being a, a sales uh, you know an account executive uh, with our company. Is is that? And what would you say, Joe? Is uh, is the best way for somebody listening right now, and they're new to the industry. Those that are experienced, they already know, and, and sure, you know, they already know exactly what uh, what direction you're going to be going here in a second. But for those that are brand new to the industry, what is the best way to follow up with with sales prospects? Would you say it's better suited by phone, by email, in person? You know, what questions should you ask? You know, in your opinion, what what are the best, you know, key things for somebody brand new into the industry that are listening here to this episode of the Flashbank podcast? What would you say would be the best method for them to do
2: Follow up. well obviously there's several ways and um you know there's no right or wrong way in terms of how you are going to follow up and and be consistent but one thing i would say that that would fit everyone is that you know when we look at sales and and we look at you know establishing these business relationships uh we always say mirror the prospect right mirror the prospect what does that mean so uh we always want to make sure that we're mirroring them so whatever uh Kind of point of contact you think would fit them best you know some people don't like to be bombarded with emails and you know some people don't even look at emails right um, some people don't like to be bombarded with phone calls right and picked on what kind of business that is whether if it's retail um, hospitality or uh, maybe just an essential business type um, you know what you want to do is make sure that you could actually mirror them mirror their schedule and whatever works best you know so um, you know, maybe it is a phone call, maybe it is an email, maybe it's in person. Uh, we always say this is a contact sport, right? And what we mean by that is that you know you want to make sure that you're you're contacting these people, and this revolves right around what we're talking about in terms of being consistent, right? So, um, I would say you know it's always good to walk in to a business, um, show face, right? Uh, come in, hey, check check in. How's business been? Um, you know, hope we could set up an appointment and follow up and. Hopefully we could talk about, you know, uh, cordially growing uh, an opportunity for for your business with some of the services that I can provide. Uh, So, again, I I would say it's, uh, you know, there's no right or wrong way, but always mirror your prospect. And if uh, you feel like it's better suited to send someone an email, um, whether if it's, uh, you know, a phone call and or in person. But um, bottom line is you want to exercise all opportunities.
0: You know, earlier, Joe, we were talking with uh, with Jared. and he made uh, you know a brief mention, and I, I mentioned at that time that we're going to talk about uh, the saleshead training community because in, in our back office portal it's very robust. There's going to be so much that a new agent uh, can learn about uh, FlashBank, about the industry in itself, and mm-hmm. and uh, everything else involved into that. So you know, explain to uh, because this is all going to lead into uh, follow up as well because there's a lot of detailed information that pertains to follow up mm-hmm. saleshood.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. So, I mean, there's, uh, you know, speaking to sales hood training community, there's abundance of resources there um, that you can use. Obviously, putting feathers in your cap, uh, whatever kind of takeaway that sort of form fits to you, um, your consulting style or whatnot. Um, In addition to that, obviously, there's all kinds of stuff you can market uh, to merchants as well. So you could customize. Maybe it 's uh, you know a guy underneath the hood of a car at Al's Mechanic, and you know you send something out, make it more personable right because again, uh, we want to make sure this is a you know consultive uh, sale and, and we 're being very personable um, because I, at the end of the day if, if they don 't like you it doesn 't matter if we offer free equipment we 're offering month to month, maybe some of these other added reseller things we could uh, offer to their said business, and obviously we 're going to save everyone money. Um, but at the end of the day, if they don't like you, the ship never sails, right? So we want to make sure that, you know, you have all these things to make sure you're breaking down those barriers of the traditional, oh, let me just sell you something here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, we want to make sure that we're establishing a, a long-term relationship with these people, make it personable, right? And um, that, that's really going to really ever last for the long haul, man. So, you know, just tips, tips of the trade, right?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and for merchants, this is not their first barbecue, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've come in contact with many <laughs> merchant service providers. and Sure. And what would you say, Joe, uh, would, you know, in, in the follow-up, what would be the, the key point that differentiates uh, FlashBank from our competitors, would you say?
2: Well, again, right, you want to be a solution sale uh sales consultant, you know, and again, you know, I, when you go into any business, right, everyone needs processing. We know that, right? So um, why, why not you? Why not flash Well, the, the thing is, is that you got to make sure that you're always reaching out in a cordial demeanor. And, you know, it, it could be something as subtle as like, hey, how's business been? You always want to make sure you're talking about their business, right? Um, that's what you're there for. You're there to help their business. And let's not get it misconstrued. Um, again, you know, you, you're not selling anyone anything, really, because you're never asking them to buy anything. Uh, but then again, you know, obviously, they need payment processing, uh, they need to accept non cash payments. Um, so let's take a let's take a look underneath the hood of their business, right? So that's ultimately what we want to do is we want to, you know, want to make sure we forge that relationship. And then we're able to go ahead and put more color around all the things we could do in terms of providing them uh, services within Flashbang's gamut to, to help their bottom line grow. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know that's a long way from point A to point B, but um, hopefully that gives people a little bit of insight.
0: Absolutely. And there's a lot of risk. I mean, there's a lot of risk by not uh, doing proper follow-up and, you know, some of the risk will be, you know, you don't take good care of your, of your client, of your, of your merchant. I mean, you're going to wind up uh, losing them, but you don't necessarily have to live in their place of business, but follow up from time to time. Wouldn't you agree to that,
2: Joe? Absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, a thousand percent. You want to make sure that you're following up even, you know, after the sale, right? You, you want to make sure you're following up, checking in. Hey, you know, hope, hope business is good. You know, there's We're forever evolving. You know, earlier on on the podcast, we talked with, with Jarrett and a uh, big tech guy. And, you know, as they sp- speak to our sort of mantra, right? High tech, high touch, right? So, um, you know, financial technology company, um, you know, with Solero and FlashBank, uh, we want to make sure that we can also grow with, with these businesses because they're going to be forever evolving. And um, if you're not evolving, it's, you know, one of those things we say evolve or die, right? So we want to make sure that, you know, maybe there's some things that we could add on uh, to their business or it's just some, you know, very casual where we're saying, hey, you know, happy birthday, let's send them a, you know, a box of C's candy or um, just making sure, Hey, you know, Mr. Merchant, is there any pain points that you have right now in your business, um, that we can help mitigate, you know, and, and that's what we're here to do. So again, we're not going to sell someone something, you know, send them a terminal and, you know, just, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. And next thing you know, that thing's just a paperweight on the desk, right? Um, you want to make sure that you're touching up and you have the means to provide more solutions, uh, more arrows in the quiver, more tools in the tool belt to help that business's bottom line grow exponentially.
0: Absolutely, and it's listening. I mean, when you're you know, making a good relationship, because it is a partnership, it is a relationship. When we uh, when we're getting these merchants on board here with us, it's 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 getting to know them, getting to know them, you know, very well. That's going to separate us from you know our competitors. Is that
2: right? That, and I'll, that I will say touch. this. Yeah, I, mean, I, I will say this too, right? Because, um, like you mentioned earlier, like you know, um, not everyone's going to eat out of your palm right away, right? And there is so many merchant service companies. And um, there's so many, you know, obviously there's a lot of bad companies out there, which, you know, sort of puts a, a you know, an eyesore um, on the industry in itself because uh, there's a lot of merchant service companies and, you know, shouldn't re- uh, stay nameless. But what I will say is this, a lot of people like to put people in contracts. A lot of people like to sell them equipment. They put up, you know, early termination fee over their head. They, you know, and in essence, and, they're trying to play God with people's money. Right. And and one thing about us is that we got to understand is that, you know, not everyone's going to eat out of their palm, like I said. So you just got to have that rhino skin. You got to have a texture to yourself. You got to be strong in your rebuttal. Um, you know, when people tell, you no, um, no, just means not now, right. But maybe later. Right. So you got to be able to take the no's and turn those into yeses. Um, but you know, just take it, take it for what it is. Uh, anytime someone says no, it just means just not now. Right.
0: This is all good stuff here, Joe. And, and it's very important for, uh, for new newbies, you know, those that are uh, new into the industry to know that uh, it's okay that, uh, you know, you have a little, uh, failure along the way, but you know, if you keep your eye on the prize and, and gear yourself for success, uh, you'll reach that. And, uh, you know, and, and everything else that, uh, that goes, uh, with, uh, with sales. And uh, I mean, you, you hit on some very uh, key points on, on the follow-up on a special, you know, on especially that, you know, to stay in, in constant contact uh, with uh, your merchant because, you know, they, they need that. They, they need that assurance that uh, that you care, right? Absolutely. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of merchant service providers. They still don't care. They'll slam you into a deal. And next thing you know, uh, the rates are going up, uh, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, they need somebody that they can explain the whole process here to them, right?
2: Yes, sir. I mean, right. And then what we're trying to do as sales agents, right, is that, of course, we're not going to take the bat out of the hand of the merchant. We want to coach them from third base, right? Again, be a solution sale. But what it does is it funnels down, um, you know, with that partnership is it funnels down a lot of referrals, right? So again, the follow-up is not just going to be one of those things where, oh, God, I got to go... And, uh, you know, follow with the merchant and they might drag me through the mud and, and you know, ask me a bunch of questions about maybe their billing statement or whatnot. You know, we have great support, great support, 24-7, 365. We, we could do it in different languages, right? We want to make sure we have all the back end and the operations side of it set up. So you as the forefront, right, and um, going out there and, and being the person, it's just, it's just showing face, man. And, and again, people are going to say, well, you know. I I love Joe, you know, he's my guy. And what that's going to, what that's going to, you know, obviously turn into is that that's probably going to turn into a good referral or I know a guy that could really help you. He's helped my business. Help me help me save some money. Uh, Maybe, you know, added an online button to our website um, so we could do a curb service or whatever it might be. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things wrapped around the follow-up. But for the most part, you got to be consistent, right? And So I think that's really what we want to hammer home Uh, to everyone here on the podcast is that consistency is key. And another thing I mentioned, you got to evolve or die, right? So let's make sure that we always have a shoe for every foot, for every business, and uh, we can help help them grow their business from every angle.
0: This is all good stuff here, Joe. Well, Joe, thank you again for uh, being on this episode, episode eight of the Flashbank Podcast. And Joe Astabiza, thank you for listening to this week's episode. And uh, we hope you'd, uh, that you join us again for our next episode, which will be episode nine of the Flashbank Podcast. And uh, until then, happy selling.
2: Thanks, Johnny.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to the Flashbank podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud so you never miss a new episode. To learn more about
1: opportunities at Flashbank, visit flashbank.com.